that is going to be the center of our studies this morning as we continue to look at loyalty and disloyalty this is part what three or part four okay the stages this is the part three of the stages we've done part one part two and part three part one we look at the fact that when when you are becoming disloyal you know the very first study we did was the reason why we need to be loyal and we learned that loyalty is important because it is the principal qualification for every christian or every minister in other words that is what god looked at the qualification god looked at before you commit anything into your hands is your faithfulness and your loyalty according to first corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 and we also learned that it is true loyalty that the love of god actually comes into the church when you are loyal one to another we allow the love of god to flow through us john 13 verse 35 says, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one for another another word that you can use to describe loyalty is the word love and it is the nature of god and then we went on to look at the stages of this loyalty it's very important that you understand these stages because becoming disloyal is a process and sometimes when you are on the process you don't even know that you are on the process and we saw how Joah became disloyal in the independent state the first stage was independent when you are in the independent state you do what you want whatever suits you is what you do no rule or regulation in the organization bounds you you are on your own like, uh, 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 independent people don't belong to anything even though they are also in the church there are six regions in the cathedral but they don't belong to any region they belong to their own region they don't belong anywhere and the rules of the organization or the group or the ministry does not apply to them they are in their own world and when somebody is independent he gradually moves on to the second stage which is called the offense stage offense stage is very important because i tell you offenses will always come even you sometimes you can offend your own self that i can do something then you you even hate yourself for doing what you have done I done see you are offended at yourself how much more when you are in the group you always be offended always Luke 17 verse 1 say it is impossible but that offenses should come it is impossible it is impossible offenses will by all means come there is no group without offenses there is no area without offenses and so I keep on hammering it no matter how much you have offended you must trace your way back don't let yourself be cut off offenses will always come offenses will always come if you have not been offended you will be offended i don't need to be a prophet to prophesy this to you i say if you have not been offended you will be offended the group that you are in you'll be offended the church that you are in if it's if it is not the friend by your side the pastor will offend you a shepherd will offend you somebody else somewhere will offend you offenses will come and when offenses come you must 
be, you must be sure that you are healed. I said offenses is like a wound. A wound that never gets healed. You must learn to, to, to quench the offenses. You must learn to, to, to overcome every offenses that come your way. Hallelujah. And we saw how Absalom was offended at his father. Or first he was offended at his brother for raping the sister Tamar. And then secondly he was offended at his father for not doing the right thing. The right thing was that when somebody sleeps with their sister or brother, the punishment is death. Incest in Israel is equal to death. You are supposed to be stoned and killed. And because King David didn't kill um, Amnon, Absalom became angry. And then Absalom moved from that stage of offense into the third stage where he became passive. He spoke neither good nor bad to anybody. When you are passive, because of the hurt and offense, you withdraw. You don't take active part in the things that are going on anymore. You used to be a chorister. When you are offended, you don't join. I like to use choir because it is the easiest one to see. <laughs> Amen. And you can see people who have been offended by their current states that they are in. They don't get involved anymore. They become passive. And their favorite thing is that I don't want to get hurt anymore. As for the hurt, you, I mean, anybody who has been offended, when you come back, I can't promise you that you will not be offended. You will. You will be offended again. Especially in this our church. Look, you will be offended. Yeah, you will be offended. When we go for meetings and we are discussing, we tell the person that, look, it is not you. It's not that we don't like you. It is the issue. We are addressing the issue, not the person. Not the person. Nobody will say, we won't talk about your head. When we talk about your head, your nose is like we are attacking you. No, it is the issue. Why didn't you do the basenta? It is the issue we are addressing. Not you, but the issue. Why didn't you come for the all night? And, and, and that issue will be addressed today. I realized a lot of the workers didn't come for the all night. Yes. I was traveling early Saturday morning. But I was here for the all night. You, you were sleeping. So when we take you on board, it's not that we don't like you. It's the issue about the work. Not you. Then when somebody Become passive Because he he is offended He gradually moved to the next stage Which is called critical stage Where the person now criticizes The things that are going on They criticize how the choir sings They criticize how the pastor preaches They criticize the ashes They criticize everything And they criticize the leaders um, the, the leadership of the leader. Absalom rose up in, in 2 Samuel chapter 15 verse 3 and said, see, your matters are good, but there's nobody deputed of the king to hear thee. The king is a very bad leader. He doesn't even have any deputy, no assistant. He knows he's traveling, but he has not even put anybody there to preach. And we have come and there's nobody. And he said, oh, that I was made the king. If I was made the judge in the land. 
You know, everybody who comes, he has a problem. Oh, the way I will see to your problem. Such a bad person you have voted in as a king. Then from criticism, the criticism, you magnify the fault. I won't tell you that there are no faults. When the choir sang, I can see that there are faults. But you see, a, critic, a, a, a critical person just zoom in. I told them that the song is nice. The words and everything. Only that I didn't feel. So I'm not criticizing. The, I'm correcting something. Do you understand? There's a difference between criticizing and correction. And if you have recommended that you should sing it again, it's a recommendation. <laughs> but critical people, do you see, yes, it's a ufifi, a funu enia, There is nothing like a ghost, but if you are looking so much into the eyes of a dead person, you will see a ghost. And by all means, you will see something. Your point of view determine or depends on your viewpoint. When I bring a glass and the water is half, some people will say, oh, the glass is half empty. Some people will say, oh, it is half full. It depends on you, how you see it. Critical people never see anything good in what you are doing. Absalom rose to the point where he never saw anything good in what his father King David was doing. And then from criticism, you move gradually to the fourth stage of disloyalty, which is, um, is it fourth or fifth? Fifth. You move to the fifth stage of disloyalty, which is now deception. Amen. No, political, which we did last week. Political. A political person now, at this stage, you try to involve others. Absalom went with 200 men. He gathered 200 men. In first Samuel, in second Samuel chapter 15, verse 1, Bible says that 40 men were on chariot going before him. He started to pollute other people. When you are in the political state, you pollute other people about what is going on. Yes, you may have an issue. You may have an issue, but you try to pollute and pollute and try to get more people to see that what you are going through is justified and that people should join you. And that's what leads to people going on demonstration at workplaces. Look, never ever join any demonstration. You may have a good cause. There is a way to address it. Don't join a demonstration. By the time you realize you have been laid off. We want increase. Okay, we can't pay. Everybody go. What will you do? That's it. We, we can't pay. So go. Then you see that you have lost your job. Political people are in the church and they say, hmm, I think he preaches too much. What do you think? Political people say, oh, today today is an all night. I won't go. Will you go? Look at you. I won't go. Will you go? What are you trying to insinuate? At the political stage, as they are sitting down and they are listening to the preacher, they are giving marks. I told you last week, there's a, a church service, a convention, a preacher had been invited. When he came, when they, they finished and they were going, in the car, in the trottoir that the people were sitting in, they were discussing. One person said, oh, this pastor dear, I don't know why they even brought him. If you are to give, I think I'll give him 30%. The other one said, oh, oh, at least give him 35. I mean, they were discussing the preaching. And discussing the pastor. 
Somebody said his dressing was a bit nice, so let's give him 50. You see, and you are sitting down. When you put you here, we put the microphone in your hand, you shake her until you drop. You see that it's not easy. Now, if you are standing where I'm standing, with hundreds of eyes staring at you, you can easily forget the stanza of the song that you are singing. Sometimes, especially when you are singing, ah, then your eyes hit somebody that you know in the past. Yay! One lady was singing like that, singing the way, like the way Rosie was singing, and she was singing, and then she forgot a certain part. She paused, then continued after the service. The pastor asked, "I saw that you paused at that point. What was wrong?" See, pastor. Hmm. The devil was talking to me. When, when I was singing, I, I, I saw something and then I remember something. <laughs> At the political stage, the person now becomes too dangerous. You become too dangerous and we can't contain the person inside. That's what Bishop Dag writes here. He said, At the political stage, let me just read it for you. When a person becomes, try to involve somebody. Okay. I think the last part. He said, I hope everybody has the book. Everybody must have it. He said, when a person gets to the political stage of disloyalty, he becomes dangerous to the unity and stability of the church. Such an individual is a threat to the security of your leadership. It is unsafe to maintain this absolomic personality within your ranks in my opinion you have more than enough grounds to get rid of him you see those people when they get to that stage when they get to that stage by the time one pastor he had a church thousands about three or four thousand membership church he and his family went on vacation abroad and came back they met his assistant pastor at the airport. Just at the airport. Oh, you are welcome. And then he gave him a letter. What is this? Oh, my resignation letter. Ah, I have traveled for a month. I'm just coming. You are resigning at the airport. Not knowing the pastor knows what he has done. When the pastor returned to the church, within weeks, everybody, everybody left the church and followed this person. About 3,000 church, it was left with about 16, including his family. So when somebody gets to the political stage, he's dangerous. And he comes with statement and saying, hmm, Pastor, you know, everybody is saying that things are not working well. You know, a lot of people are saying that you preach too long. If you all them, you say, you say, Pastor, you don't know what I have been telling them to cool them down. Hey! And you see, when they get to the political stage, they are home, they are house, and they form little, little groups where they discuss the issues of the church. They discuss the issues of the church. I'm telling you that no church is, is perfect. We don't claim perfection. And we are not perfect. And I'm telling you, we offend you, you love. You, do you know how many times you have offended us? A lot. But we are still around. There are some church members, if you don't come for their name, you know, 
But you do programs, you don't come. We don't say anything. We don't say anything. Now, from the political stage of disloyalty, the person now moves on to the sixth stage of disloyalty, which is deception. Deception. And that's where I'm taking it from. When somebody gets to the deceptive stage, he feels that, in fact, he has a wrong description of himself. He has a wrong assumption of who he thinks he is. The fact that you lay hands on somebody and you feel that doesn't mean that you have a supernatural power. And many people, as soon as they see that small thing, they'll say, hey, how did you know I was anointed like that? I'm going to start my own church. You just go. We pray for you, just go. I mean, there's nothing wrong in going to start. You can go, it's not a problem. When the boat is on the water, it's easier to paddle it too. But to push it from the sand onto the water. Huh. If you like Google and watch how ships are moved into the sea. And you see that it's not a small thing. Ship, they can construct a ship when they finish, to move the ship from the land to the sea. Hey! It is not a simple thing. It's not a simple thing. And many people, Absalom was deceived. Bible says he was deceived by his own beauty. Bible says Absalom had a long hair. And when he does that, then the girls are dying. Ah. And the Bible says Absalom was very handsome. And he, he uses his nice voice to charm people and gather people around him. You see, don't let the gift God has given to you destroy you. Most of the time, the thing that destroys you is already inside you. It's not outside, it's inside you. If you don't know how to use it and harness it, it can destroy you. It can destroy you. And you see, he said that one thing that I'm sure about is that people who rebel grossly are grossly deceived. If they were not deceived, they would not do some of the things they did. Most people who have rebelled have ended up in destruction. And I know that no one intends to destroy his own life. Today we have some pastors who have left this church who have ganged up in deception. I heard one person saying that his aim is to bring Bishop Dagwood Mills down. I say, hey, you have an aim, pal. Go on. Many people rose up in the Bible like that. In fact, when they arrested um, Paul and, and, and Co, they, I think Peter, rather, when they arrested Peter, and they were about to kill him. One person from the Sanhedrin got up and said, that, Look, there are people who rose up like that, thinking that they were something, and then immediately they were destroyed. Another group also rose up, gathered many people, and hey, Chobo, Chobo, they thought that they were something, and then that one too, he died. If these people are not from God, leave them alone, they will also be destroyed. But if they are from God and you touch them, go beside you. You are touching God. You are touching God. Yeah. authority is put by God there are three main authorities God have put on this earth number one the authority of a father don't try to fight the authority of a father whether spiritual father physical father biological father or whatever type of father God has given to you it is dangerous to fight that authority God stands in the position of a father number two authority God has put in the church the pastor David said, I will not touch Saul. He's an anointed pastor. 
I will not If God intends that he should come down, he may let him come down by himself. But I will not stretch my hand against the Lord's anointed. It's very dangerous. That's why I said last week, if you are watching TV and the pastor is preaching and you feel like criticizing the pastor, tend to animal, animal, uh, what are some of the animal stations? Uh, 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 wildlife. Geo life, geo wildlife. And then just watch animal, whatever. And then criticize the snake. Nobody will do anything. Criticize the lion. It's okay. Watch cartoons and be happy. Rather than criticizing somebody that God has anointed, it's very dangerous. You didn't call him. God told Miriam and, and Aaron, Were you not afraid to criticize my servant? He is not your servant, he's my servant. Were you not afraid? Very dangerous. And the third authority is God has put in the country either a king or a president it's an authority figure God has put there and you dare not, it may not be in your political party, dare not criticize him don't we are mandated as church to pray for all authorities, the people who are in authority leaders First Timothy chapter 2 we are instructed and commanded as a church, First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 I exhort thee, first of all that prayers Supplication, intercession Should be made for all that are in authority For kings It should be made for kings and them that are in authority Don't criticize the people who are in authority Every authority is set by God Whether you voted him or not God wanted them to be there and so they are there If you can't pray for them, keep quiet And move on At the deceptive stage You feel that you can fight The person above you Media people, you are too many here. You are blocking people. You can't see. Absalom thought that he can fight his own father. It's a deception. Very, very great deception. So one of the deception is that, especially with pastors, that when they begin to do things that are greater than their mentor, their father, they feel they are greater than him. Never let it enter into your head. You may be a doctor, you can remove hearts and put it back and the person will be alive. Don't think you are greater than your person, the person who taught you how blood flows. He's greater than you. It is because of his knowledge that he imparted to you that you know the direction of blood flow. That's how you can remove hearts and put it back. The fact that you can do many wonders and great things than him doesn't make you bigger than or greater than him. It doesn't make you greater than him. And that deception can enter into people. You feel you can do greater than your boss or you are greater than him. Not at all. Jesus predicted that when he goes, a lot of people who come will do greater work than him. First John chapter 14 verse 12. Very, very, I say unto you. He said, when I'm going, he said, the work that I do, shall ye do also. And greater works than this. In other words, you are going to do great. Jesus expects that we do greater work. You can't find the scriptures. Who is on the screen? When I mention the scripture, please put it there. I mean, John chapter 14, verse 12. Greater works than this shall ye do. And many people have done greater work than Jesus. Jesus had only 12 pastors. Only 12 pastors. Bishop, that has how many pastors? 
but he is not Jesus. He is not. Even though he has over 2,000, he is not Jesus. Jesus rose about three people, including himself, four people from the dead. But Smith Wigglesworth raised 21 people from the dead. Yet, he is not Jesus. He cannot be greater than him. He can't be greater than him. The largest crowd Jesus gathered were about 5,000. If you add the women and children, let's say 10,000. But go to Nigeria and see Oye Depot has a church building that has 50,000 seats inside. Before the corona, he gathered 50,000 inside, 52,000 outside. Pastor Poinoche has a building that has 150,000 people inside. These are people who are doing greater works. Yet, they are not greater than their master. They are not. So no matter how great things you can do, you have this, 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 you think you are great. And that is the deception that enters into people. Don't let the gifts and the anointing and the blessing God has given to you destroy you. It enters into you and you are deceived. Always remember, never get to the point of deception. At the point of deception, there is no remedy. When you get to the point of deception, it's like when we talk to you, you are so deceived that you think white is black and black is white. So no matter how much we describe, you still, oh no, it is you who is not seeing the thing well. Me, I can't see. I saw it. The thing is white. Meanwhile, everybody sees it as black. But I said, no. He is so deceived that he thinks that plants are far advanced. We are in a comfortable lead at this time. <laughs> Nobody can overtake us. <laughs> Hallelujah. John 13, 16, Jesus said, a servant is not greater than his master. A servant is not greater than his master. Hey, at the deceptive stage, it's very serious. It's very, very, Absalom was so deceived to think that he can replace his father. Hmm. Another person who was so deceived was Lucifer. In Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 12. Let's read that scripture. It's a very, very powerful scripture. Ezekiel 28 from verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros and say unto him, Thus says the Lord God, Thou sealest up the psalm, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He, you see, this is the spiritual king of Tyros. And the Bible says that he was full of beauty. There is a book I'm reading. It is called The Fall of Lucifer. Everybody should look for the book and read. The Fall of Lucifer. You dis- when they describe the beauty of Lucifer. Hey. That's why if you are a beautiful person, you, you have to be careful. Because you are a danger to deception. He was deceived because of his beauty. And he was full of wisdom. Perfect in beauty. There was no imperfection in him. Verse 13. Thou hast been in Eden. The garden of God. He was there when God was creating the garden of Eden. And when you read that book. You see when God created Eden. And God handed that garden to man. Hey. He got angry. If I one place I read. He said that. He told the angels. I think Angel Michael or something, he told him, let us 
rise up and deliver God from this folly. He used the word folly. That is, he is doing something which is folly. Let us rise up and deliver him from that foolishness. For creating man and giving him eating, it is foolishness. At the deceptive stage, when your, your master takes a decision, your pastor, you feel that what is the decision he has taken is wrong, but you are right. At the deceptive stage, everything you think is the right is what is right. He was there. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz. Some of us, we have not seen all these stones before. Precious means all you know is diamond. But all these are precious ones. Precious stones. Sardis, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, and the workmanship of thy tablets and thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that was created. Here he was describing his musical gifts. Pipes were in him. When he sings, he doesn't need an organist. The voice alone that comes out, pipes were created inside him. In the book when you read, you see one place where Lucifer came and they were going to have a meeting and he had to lead praise and worship. I mean the worship. When he lifted the worship, every angel was down. When you sing, everybody kneels and cries. <laughs> so you feel that you have arrived. No, you are going to do your album. Hey, number three. One song you are going to do album. <laughs> One song go is going to do album. Thou art the anointed cherub that covered, and I have said thee so. Take note. Whatever position you are, somebody made you. I have. You never knew me. Somebody held my hand and brought me and set me here. It should never get into my mind that I am powerful. I have been said so. You are a manager. Somebody said you so. Whatever you are doing, somebody put you there. Somebody gave you opportunity. I always say that I have been given so many opportunities and therefore any position I get, I want to give as many people opportunities as possible. I didn't know anything when I was first handed microphone to preach. That is why I want everybody to become a basenta leader. You may make mistakes. We will correct you. Everybody should get opportunity to do something in the house of God. I have said this so. I have said this so. I have said this so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Holy mountain of God is not a place people enter. There are people who have been privileged to be on the holy mountain of God. There are certain meetings people have been privileged to be inside. Inside meeting. Not for everybody. Special group of people, but you were inside. You should always remember. You should always remember that a door was open for you. Sometimes you are entering. Then somebody is sucking. He said, no, let him come in. Hey, it's an opportunity. And it's a blessing. He said, Thou hast walked up and down the midst of stones of fire. This is power. Power. He has experienced power before. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created until iniquity. So the 
deception, the thing entered into him and he became so deceived until iniquity entered him. By the multitude of the merchandise that have filled the midst of thee with violence and that have sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Cast you down. Yes. That opportunity you have, you have destroyed it. I'll cast you down. That is Lucifer. Deceived by his success, deceived by his gift, deceived by his beauty, deceived by the, the talent that he had, deceived by anything. Be careful when you are at a certain position. Don't be deceived. Always remember where you have come from. Some people start as gate boys in some companies. Today you sit in an air conditioned office. Remember when a certain gate boy comes, remember and don't be kicking the person around. You know, some people stayed with some people. Not your mother, not your father. You stay with some auntie. You stay with some people. And now today, you are a missus. And you are forgotten. You are, you are somebody. You are forgotten. That, hey. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey. Look at the way you are shouting on your maid. And kicking the person. Hey. Madam. Please. Not with you. Take your time. You were said so. You were said so. Don't be deceived that among hundreds of women you were chosen to be a wife. And you were put, a, a, a ring was put on your finger. And you call yourself missus. Now when mister come home, the way you talk to mister, it's a mistake that mister made you missus. <laughs> hey! Don't forget, among many gentlemen who proposed to her, you are the only one he said yes to. Today you have to, you want to slap her. Hey! You have forgotten. Hmm. You have forgotten. People forget who. You see, forgetfulness is the foundation of all rebellion. That's why there's a book called Those Who Forget. When you forget, you, you have a mistaken identity of yourself. You are deluded of who you are. You are deceived of your, of your abilities. You are deceived. Like that karate master who taught his, um, uh, his student. 109 tactics. No, no, there were 110. He didn't teach him. See, every boss has one, one tactic. He doesn't teach you. So, when the guy said, I can beat anybody, including my master, there was a fight between him and the master. Hey! When the master kicked, then he kicked. Blow, then he blow. Until the master gave him one punch. He said, Master, you didn't teach me this. See, yes. <laughs> this one is reserved. <laughs> this one, well, he didn't teach you. <laughs> that is what made God God. No matter what you can do, he is God. And you are not. When people are deceived and they have a lot of people behind them, now they rise up into the seventh stage of disloyalty, which is open rebellion. Now they feel that they have so many people down, they can rise up and fight. And Lucifer thought that he had one third of the angels in heaven by beside after this gift and all that. You see, when you read the book, you see that there were three major angels. 
three major archangels Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. When we say somebody is called Lucifer, he said, mm, Lucifer is a very powerful name. Very powerful name. And Michael was in charge of a session of the angels that were that that uh, were the army. And Gabriel was called the revelator. He had the revelation and all that. And he comes to give people messages from God. Revelation chapter 12. Let's start from verse 9. Okay, 7. Let's start from verse 7. 7 is good. Good. And there was war in heaven. You see... hmm, as soon as the person is deceived, he moves into the next stage of openly rebelling against authority. There was war in heaven. There will not be war in this church. No. There was war in heaven. And what happened? And Luce, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels. He had backing. He had people behind him. People were deceived. He deceived them. And then he flowed with them. And they were all deceived. And they rose up to fight against God in heaven. And Michael also stood up and fought. And prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the dragon, that great dragon, was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan who deceived the whole world. He was able to deceive them. Deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out of him. And the Bible said, woe to the earth. And I heard a loud voice saying, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused before our God day and night. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life into the end. Verse 12. Woe to the earth. Therefore rejoice ye heavens. And woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is cast down. Woe, woe to the earth. Because the devil is now right here with us. Be careful, somebody can deceive you right now. Before you realize, you are ejecting. Yeah, you are ejecting. Some of our pastors who have risen up in deception, led by some of our bishops who have left, and fighting, fighting the hand that fed you, the hand that laid hands on you and anointed you and called you a bishop. You are fighting him now. Lucifer forgot who he was. He forgot that he was said so. He was made the angel. Among many angels, he was made the archangel. He forgot. He forgot. He rose up. He rose up to fight. Fight God. Fight the authority that God has put there. Open rebellion. Absalom also rose up and fought his own father. In fact, David said that my own son who came out of my bowels I am a son that have come out of the ministry bowels of Bishop Dark. David said, my own son who came out of my bowels. Now he's seeking my life. He's seeking my own life. Seeking my own life. He openly rebelled. In fact, one of them, he, Ahitophel gave him advice. And spread a bed on top of the roof. And called for assembly. And everybody gathered. And he slept with the, the ten concubines of David one by one around one 
Next. Next. <laughs> Cleared all of them. Openly rebelled. Openly rebelled. One guy called Shime, he came to David and he insulted him and threw stones at him. And everybody said, Why are you allowing this guy? Oh, even my own son have risen up against me. How much more this dog? Allow him. Allow him. Let him do what he can do. Let him do. Asam Naba no be Let him say some. Let him do what he can do. From that stage. See, I'm telling you that when you enter the deceptive stage, there is no turning back. Because you feel so powerful that heaven cry can bow before you. Then from the open rebellion stage, you move to the last stage, which is the last stage of anybody who rebels. And that is why it is dangerous. Anybody who rebelled in the Bible ended on that stage called the execution. Execution is the, from the from the open rebellion, you move on to execution. Judas openly rebelled against his master and came and he said, The man that I will kiss, you people, you don't know him. I know him. Follow me. Because when the people got there, they were all confused. Everybody has beard, everybody they were all dressing the same. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? So wait, the one that I will kiss. I'm going to give when I kiss him. He's the one. And he openly rebelled and came and kissed Jesus. He's the one. Seize him. Hey, this man is very tricky. Hold him very well. He can. The other day when we tried to arrest him in the temple, he passed through their hands and this time they're no, no, no. Where are the chains? Chain him right now. Else he escaped. Openly rebelled against Jesus. Openly. Openly. And then you move on to the execution stage. I'm telling you, after deception, you are past, you are beyond beyond repair. Pray that you don't get to the, uh, the deception stage. Pray. In fact, from the political, it's even more dangerous. When you enter into deception, no returning back. And then you rise up, open rebellion, and then the next one is execution. Now, at the execution stage, you see he said that the end of all rebels is one and the same execution rebellion is essentially evil and that's the scripture we read today for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft every rebel is a witch and the bible says in exodus chapter 22 verse 18 that suffer not a witch to live when I cut a witch I kill him not physically but he will die one day they went to healing Jesus, went somewhere to go and do crusade. A certain woman, he was thrown, as Bishop was on the crusade stage, I mean preaching. Then he would throw something like fire against him. But it gets blocked, blocked. A certain fire hit her. By the end of the crusade, the woman was dead. Every witch will die. And a witch is not somebody who fly at night. <laughs> A witch is a rebellious person. Somebody who rebels against the word of God and against authority that's set by God. That is a real witch. Many witches don't fly. <laughs> they are in houses and they operate. They don't even operate during the night. During the day, they operate. Every time they are operating. <laughs> Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and suffer not a witch to live. When you see a witch, you shouldn't leave. 
Hallelujah. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 15 verse 11. Psalm, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 15 verse 11. And Absalom went to, and with Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem. And that were called, and they went in their simplicity, and they know not anything. Very innocent. That's why there's another book called Those Who Are Ignorant. But when you are ignorant, people can deceive you. And when they deceive you, you end up following them. And then by the time you realize you have destroyed yourself. All these 200 people, everybody died. If they had known, if they had known, they wouldn't have gone that far. But they didn't know. All of them perished. Every one of them died. Now, let's look at the execution stage of disloyalty. How all this rebel that we have mentioned, how they ended. Number one, Lucifer. We saw in verse 9 that he was cast down. Revelation chapter 12 verse 9. He was cast down. That was the end. He was cast down. Now he's waiting for his final execution. He knows that he's going to hell. A, 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 a bottomless pit has been prepared with fire and he's trying to deceive many people to go with him. Be careful you are not deceived by the devil. Be careful you are not deceived. Lucifer knows his end. He knows his end. That's why he will let you deceive and rebel against the word of God. Don't do this, then you are doing it. Don't do this, then you are doing it. Don't do this, you are, not do- you are doing it. By the time you realize, you are following him. You are deceived and you are following him. Number two, you see the end of Absalom. In 2 Samuel 18 verse 15. And ten young men, com- ten, ten young men compass about him. 2 Samuel. Beautiful. And ten young men that bear Absalom and Joas armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him. Every rebellious person dies. They gathered around him and smote him and killed him. The next person is Ahitophel. Ahitophel was King David's advisor, counselor. Bible says in those days, when Ahitophel gives counsel, it's as if that somebody has, has contacted the oracle of God. Very superb advice. And then he defected. I don't know. He defected. He defected. He defected and went and followed Absalom. Went and followed Absalom. And when David heard that, Ahitophel has followed Absalom. He prayed a prayer. He said, God, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. And he sent somebody into the camp of, uh, of, of, of Absalom who pretended to be part of Absalom, but he was a spy for David. And then when Ahitophel gave a counsel, he also gave another counsel and then thwarted the counsel of Ahitophel. And immediately, look at 2 Samuel 17, 23. Ahitophel went and hanged himself. When he saw that his advice has not been followed, he went and killed himself. He killed himself. The next person is Shimei. Shimei is the one who was insulting David and casting stones at him. And then he, he, he was cursing him. He was cursing David. And look at what happened to him in First King chapter 2 verse 46. As for him, when King Solomon became the king, he told him that, you, I remember what you did to my father. But I don't want to have any issue with you. Go to Jerusalem Go and build, find a land. Build a house and stay in Jerusalem. This brook 
river brook never cross it as soon as i hear that you have crossed this river that is the end of you and one day his servant ran to hebron and he was told and so he crossed the river and went to catch the servant and brought as soon as king king solomon hey the guy has crossed go and bring him i told you not to cross and you accepted that you won't cross why have you crossed go and kill him and immediately he was killed you should have been killed a long time i just spared your life you are now also trying to be you see he rebelled against the word of the king not to cross and immediately he was killed then adonijah adonijah was the son of david who was the elder brother of solomon who wanted to be king and and then Solomon, uh, David said, no, you don't listen to my advice. So I can't make you king. I will make Solomon rather the king. And when King David died, King David had a girl whom he has not, you know, you know David, he likes certain things. So he went to see King Solomon's mother, Bathsheba, and told Bathsheba that go and talk to the king for me. You know, I should have been king. And all these women would be under my authority. But it didn't happen like that. God gave him the king to Solomon. But you go and tell Solomon that this girl, Abishai, which King David couldn't do anything. Tell him that I want to marry the girl. As soon as Bathsheba came and told King David, uh, King Solomon, Solomon said, what? Then he is asking for the throne also. Because the girl is attached to the throne. As he is asking for the girl, he is asking for the throne. Hey, Benaniah, where are you going to follow him and kill him? <laughs> then he went to kill him. And Joab also. As for Joab, when he saw that they were about to kill him, he ran to the church and went to hold the altar. And then Benaniah said, look, it's not good to kill people in church. Please come out and let's discuss this issue. <laughs> I said, no, I won't go, I won't go, I won't go. He was holding the altar. And they went to tell King Solomon. Solomon said, he won't come. Kill him there. <laughs> kill him there. And they killed him over there. Everybody who rose up, look at Judas. The Bible says he hanged himself and buses, his intestines came out. No rebel in the Bible survived. Every rebel died. Open rebellion. After that, the next stage is execution. God wants to deliver you and I from this stage. And as I see some of my colleague pastors, I can see that they are gradual. You see, when a rebel started, it looks as if that he's succeeding. It looks as if, oh, I mean. I mean whatever but you see it is just time give it time give it time that's why we want to stop you in your track which whatever rebellion you have started on that road I want to pray that you will return as I want to pray that you return be like a serpent which is wise he can make you turn he can make she turn he can make everything be Turn around now. Now, it's very important. Turn around. You may be a rebellious wife, a rebellious husband, a rebellious child, a rebellious church member, a rebellious worker. No matter what, the rebellion can be attached to any office that you are occupied. And be careful. Be careful. But if you don't turn around, something bad is going to happen to you. I'm sorry for taking a lot of your time. Stand to your feet and let us pray. to pray that God will deliver you from this rebellious spirit for rebellion is as a sin of we put the scripture there first uh, second uh, first Samuel 15 23 put it there that God deliver me from this rebellious attitude deliver me 
A rebel is somebody who goes against the word because you are rejected. You reject the word of God. When you, be, when you are rebellious, you reject the word of God. Lift up your voice right now and pray. Pray. Believe God. Pray that God will deliver you from this spirit of rebellion. Pray right now. Pray right now. Pray right now. Oh Jesus. Lord, deliver. Deliver us from this spirit of rebellion. Ah, I may be on the road. I may be independent. I may be independent. I may be independent. I may be offended. I may be offended. Oh Lord, I may have entered into the passivity stage. I become passive. I become passive. Maybe Lord, I am critical. I am critical. Lord, maybe I have got to the point of political. Political. Deliver me from the state of entering into deception. Oh, may I not be deceived. 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 Deliver me from the and open me from now i want to pray for you every head bow every eye close when you have not given your life to christ you are essentially in rebellion against god and God sees you as a witch and somebody who should be destroyed. That is why all sinners are going to hell because they are rebels against the word of God and they cannot stay in the kingdom. Therefore, I want to give you opportunity. You are here. You know in your heart that you are not born again. You are living in sin. You know that Lord, if I should die now, I, I don't know where I'm going and I'm telling you where you are going is that you are not going to go to heaven because no rebel will be found in the kingdom. But this morning, say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want that turn around, that C10, that U10. I want to turn around and come back to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to move out of my rebellious state. Anybody who lives against the word of God is a rebel and is tantamount to be destroyed. But Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. If you have lifted up your right hand, I want you to take steps and come and meet me right here. We want to pray together. If you have lifted up your hand, don't be shy. Come, come, come. Don't allow the devil to deceive you and let you stay so that he will destroy you. Come. If you have lifted up your hand, come. Whatever state you are in, he is able to deliver. He is able to set you free. Come from wherever you are. Come from wherever you are. Come from wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. God bless you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh yes Lord Hallelujah If you are in front here I want you to pray this prayer with me Close your eyes Lift up your hands like that You are surrounding your life to Jesus You are saying Lord I remember that I am a sinner and I am coming to you I don't want to be like Lucifer Who rebelled and went out of the way But I want to come to you Pray this prayer after me Mean it from the bottom of your heart Let the whole church join Say Heavenly Father I thank you for today I know that I am a rebellious person. I am a sinner. Have mercy on me. Today, I turn around. I come to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me.
I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I will follow him. From today, I will serve him all the days of my life. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to be saved in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for this once. Thank you for your blessing. Many years ago, you saved me like that. I turned around and I came out of rebellion. It has not been an easy journey. But Lord, you have brought me this far. And I pray for this once, oh God. Deliver them and save them from the hand of the enemy. Any contract, any, affli- any affiliation they have with the devil, today it comes to an end. Thank you for your blessing upon their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You see, our brother and the sister will